it's John with you, Baldy Reports. The podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on everything impacting America, whether domestically or internationally. So how's everybody going? Everybody's going fine. It's everybody, including just me and you. That's everybody. I know it's everybody. Today we got a shortened um, staff. It's just Joe Bits. It's a smaller table. Smaller table. Com- just so you know about Joe, just to reiterate, he's a combat Marine who was wounded in Iraq, got a Purple Heart. And I served 30 years in the Marine Corps. Watch where you walk, people. Yeah, that's what happened. Watch where you walk. <laughs> but it kind of goes in. Both of us served in the Middle East. I did a, uh, three tours, two to Afghanistan, one to Iraq. Joe did a tour to Iraq. And it seems like the Middle East is back in the forefront again. It is right after the three soldiers that were killed. Yeah, three soldiers were killed, I think, in, in Syria through a drone strike that from um, Iran, one of the Iranian proxies. What? Okay, who's making the drones, and why can't we decide what our, the difference between our drone and their drone is? That's the thing that was kind of interesting. They, I guess they thought it was a friendly drone, but those are going to be, with drones being part of warfare today, that's what you're going to have, and that's what's got to be rectified. But this is um, in response to, I think it looks like they're going to be um, doing military actions, but these are Iranian proxies, and... Joe Biden, who didn't want to become a wartime president, is now thrusted into that role. So, Believer for sure said we should not be over there. Are they right? Should we be over there? Should we not be over there? I can see the sentiment why we shouldn't be over there, but you got to remember three of the seven choke points of um, of commercial traffic are in the Middle East: the Suez Canal, the Gateway, the other one's the Gateway to the Red Sea. And the third one is the Straits of Hormuz. So if that is impeded, that means energy flow that goes to the Western economies and trade that goes to the Western economies would be forever curtailed. Okay. Uh, I just want to go with Rick real quick. Rick was like, what happened? So about the three, I guess more or less for the three soldiers or the 30 that were injured. Yeah, there were three soldiers killed because after October 7th, this was when Hamas... Killed 1,500 to almost 2,000 Israeli uh, citizens. Iranian proxies, because we support Israel, have been attacking American military bases, American military personnel throughout the Middle East region. Then you had the Houthis, who are in Yemen, been attacking commercial shipping. And that's why you've seen a lot of the commercial shipping traffic being diverted around the um, this Cape of Good Hope down by South Africa, which is costing... The shipping company is a lot of money, and that's going to be turned. That's going to be translated to higher prices for the consumer goods that we're that we're so used to. Okay, going back with Rick. Well, we did get our community standards again. A little warning. Uh, so you're explaining the reason why Americans should kill and destroy more of our planet. I think there's more of a statement than an actual. Well, it is a question, so go for it. Hey, is this Rick? I don't know if we've got you. Who's this? This a gentleman came on. I hit enter. Um, let me see. I can't. Okay, right. I mean, oh, last a couple of days ago, three American reservists, Army soldier reservists, were killed in Syria by a drone strike that came from one of the proxy forces by Iran. And this is predicated that U.S. military forces throughout the region were being attacked ever since October the 7th because the, the, the U.S. supports Israel 
and its right to defend itself. Then you have the Houthis in, in Yemen attacking commercial shipping that goes through the Red Sea mm -hmm. and out to the Western Europe into the United States. So they're having to divert around the Cape of Good Hope down by South Africa. Yeah. So this is where we're at. Now, President Biden said he's made a decision about responding. Now, how big is it? And how, how long? Okay, okay. It, it, when he decides to respond, if he waits any longer, isn't it kind of meaningless? It could be. It just I depends. Mean, in a sense, like, in a way. Okay, and not to say that if a dog does something wrong or even a kid or something like that, if you don't respond immediately, whether it's a person or an animal or something like that, you're training. It, then they don't know what the, the, the deal big, is later on. The bigger problem is this. It's not when he responds. It's how he responds and what what level of response does he take. Because right now, nobody in the Middle East um, respects President Biden or the United States. Had now, that been Trump, he would bomb whatever base well, he thought it came out of, and then I, he'd send a missile strike right on top well, of Well, as much as people bemoan Donald Trump, in two, I think it was 2000... No, I'm sorry. It was January of 2000. No, I'm sorry. It was either 2017 or 2018. Russian mercenaries attacked American forces in Syria. Uh -huh. So General Mattis called his Russian counterpart. Are you doing this? And he said, no, we're not. They already knew that he was lying. Yeah, so okay. they <laughs> unleashed B-52 stealth fighters, yeah. drones, and they killed 250 Russians. Then, And in, all this while showing Xi Jinping what he was doing. Yeah, well, then in January of 2020, right before the onset of COVID, they killed in a, in a strike, um, killed Qasem Soleimani. Now, yeah. Iranians, the Iranians <clears throat> huffed and puffed, but they didn't do anything because they knew Trump meant business. So as much as you dislike President Trump, think back when President uh, Biden came into office. He was going to make Saudi Arabia a pariah nation. He was going to ostracize them. Now he needs them. Mm -hmm. So he has a very chaotic Middle East policy, and he was trying to do detente to revitalize the nuclear deal that Trump pulled out of that President Obama signed in 2015. Yeah. So we gave billions of dollars in sanction relief and allow Iran to use sell oil on the open market, which they used to fund Hezbollah and Hamas, which were financially broke. Mm -hmm. So all this plays in. I mean, you can complain about whatever, but people need to look at the world that it is, not the world we hope it to be. Yeah. In the Middle East, as we've been there, it's the strongest tribe is the one that may is is what they look at. They understand force. They don't understand weakness or negotiation that that's not part of their lexicon so let's go back to our um home soil uh when it comes to immigration you know it just seems like they're you know they're they're, they're doubling the the federal government's doubling down while texas is at least trying to defer them from going to through them especially with the whole razor wire ruling why did the supreme court rule in favor of the federal government when it came to protecting borders because the supreme court in my opinion i think they ruled the way they did is because they wanted to rule that the sovereignty of borders national borders belongs to the federal government mm -hmm. if they allow the states to do this in present rulings and other issues they wanted everybody to stay in their lane they wanted congress you write the law the president the executive branch enforces the law. 
So if states decide to make their own decisions and own ruling, then what do we need a federal government for? Then we go back to the Articles of Confederation, which predated the Constitution, where the states had more power than the, the weak federal government. So that's what the Supreme Court ruled on. Now, they, what, what they've also said, elections have consequences. If you disagree with this, go to the election and elect people who are going to do what you want with, from the federal level. So I was getting a little miffed of the whole thing about, yeah, it's, you need to elect your elected official, but it would almost say to me that there are people out there that want us, us this country to, to kind of destroy itself as well. Well, they always because you're you're electing somebody that doesn't want to see this country succeed. And that's the point. We've got a we're in a period right now where people don't go by the rule of law. Like take president like President Biden. He was rebuffed by the Supreme Court regarding bailing out student loans. And what does he do? He um, forgave about 170 billion dollars of student loan debt, mm -hmm. even though the Supreme Court said he doesn't have that authority. Can we, we touch on that real quick? Well, actually, I want to hit baby, Beach Baby's question, and then we'll go over okay, to Okay, what's Beach Baby's debt. question? So she says, however, the executive power wasn't defending the border, so where does that leave the states? And that's the, that's the un, that's a great question. Where does it leave the states? Good job, Lynn. The only op option that I think if, if, um, if I was Governor Abbott, okay, you don't want to protect my borders, then what I'm going to do is accelerate the movement of the migrants to the northern sanctuary cities, states, and cities across the country. You wanted them, and now you got them. That's why you're seeing this become an issue, because once they started flooding into New York, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Illinois, Chicago, and California, and other states, and Denver, and Colorado, people were like, uh-uh, this isn't right. Why are you taking benefits from us to give it to people who shouldn't be here in the first place? So now it became a big issue. Yeah. Okay. So going back to the latter question about student loan debt, did you have a better advantage, you know, maybe when it came to work, job, stuff like that, having a degree? You personally? Certain, certain, de you degrees, personally? certain degrees now. Not now. Not what degrees, I no, you. You going to college. Did that no, happen? not right now. No. Okay, not right now, but like earlier, prior to Early COVID. other jobs, yes. Okay. I don't have a degree. Now, um, would I be better suited for... The, would I be better suited for businesses or jobs that if I was, if I did have a degree versus not having a degree. It depends. We have this idea that... I know we have this idea, but let's just take real world situation. Not all jobs need a college degree. But so what if I would do, what if I was like a counselor of some sort? No, there you would need a college degree. Exactly. Now, there are people that want to have like this civil service, like they're, they want this is like a passion for them, whether they want to be a teacher or whether they want to, you know, work for the state or the government or whatnot into helping people that not necessarily can afford to see a psychiatrist or, you know, help get off their feet. What about those people that go to school, earn a degree, and now they're making in a realm of anywhere between 30 to 45, maybe in a couple, maybe okay. a, maybe closer to the end of their tenure, fifty thousand, and they have these student loan debts. Should somebody like that have forgiveness versus, say, doctors, lawyers, you know, mm. people that are in in that need a degree to generate more? But money? see, I think the bigger question is, 
what happened, what caused it. Now, student loan debt was a problem in 2010. Oh. People need to understand, when they passed the Affordable Care Act, three weeks later, a writer went with it, which is the Student Affordability Act of 2009. So what they did is they took the student loan program away from the banks and made the federal government the repository. And President Obama said this would save us over $200 billion. Well, it cost us the government and the taxpayers over a trillion dollars. So what that meant is the banks previously would have said, if you want to be a counselor, there's a girl that I used to, she used to be a lifeguard at the pool I used to swim at. And she wanted to be a marine biologist. Mm -hmm. It's a noble field. Study the ocean, study the, the, the aquatic life. But she decided to go to University of Tampa. University of Tampa is a private university. So it's very expensive. Yeah. Then she went to get her math. She's not going to make any more than on an average eighty to 90000 a year. So she racked up a lot of student loan debt. What the banks would have done is said, okay, you want to be a teacher. We're not sending you to Harvard or Yale for you to be a teacher. We're looking at your cost ratio analysis. Mm -hmm. But then what they didn't do is the schools were allowed to raise tuition as much as they wanted. So if you look at the administrative state of each, of each university and college, that went up about 400%, far greater than the academic side. And then everybody was taking these degrees that weren't going to translate into high-paying jobs when you got out. Now, what they should do is should have education should meet three criteria: those who want to go to college to get a professional degree, those who want to go into vocation like building trades, or a third degree because we're in a high-tech era. Yeah. Those who want to go into the technology. There's drones. There's cybersecurity. There's networking. There's all these different aspects with technology that we can do things. But we somehow believe. You go to college, you're smarter than someone who didn't. Mm -hmm. And I use this as an example. Look where we are right now. We have all these geniuses who said inflation was only going to be transitory or temporary. They were wrong. They thought the economy was doing really well. It's not. They sent us off into five wars, and we haven't won one yet. So uh, someone said if anyone was serious about student loan debt, you'd be able to adjudicate it in, in a bankruptcy. Um, that was one of the things that President Biden, when he was then Senator Biden, vo voted against. So I would have to go back and look and see if they changed that. But you can't adjudicate that in a bankruptcy. Uh, that and medical. Yeah, you can't do you that can't, right now. You can't now. file bankruptcy no, for no. that. <laughs> now, what they need to do, and we had someone we earlier when we were doing podcasting, she was a lawyer for the students to help them not forgive the loan, but help them get out of Maybe reduce their loans, I mean, mm -hmm. loans, their interest rates. So they need to do something like that, but yeah. not forgiving it because you signed the loan. And what do you say to you didn't go to college? No. Or I went to college. I had to go to war to get my um, GI Bill so I could go to college. Or what about my younger brother who didn't go? Or those who paid off or their families who struggled to pay off their, their debts and they paid it off. And now they're suckers. And what about the next year? You're not solving the problem. So, um, let's see, Abraham Martinez, why is an education free in universities, other countries is free to go to accomplish your education? Other countries, like during the 2016 election, Bernie Sanders wanted to make it like Europe. 
Okay, so I went and looked at how Europe does its college. If your parents didn't go to college, you're more than likely not going to college. Mm -hmm. If your parents went to university or college, you more than likely are going. So when you go to college, you only go for three years. And when you go, if you're studying engineering, that's all you're studying. You don't take humanities. You don't take all these other subjects that you do in America. Good, yeah. Okay, so when you go to school, we live in Tampa. The only two universities you would be able to go to would be the universities in the city that you reside in. Then the second thing is there is no Greek system. There's no dorms. You live at home or you live other places. And then the final caveat to this, and this would be an anthem to most Americans, there is no sports at the university level in European countries or other countries like America. Okay. So you um, play a sport, you go on a club team. It's not the same here. Yep. Uh, our country tries to keep us in debt and slaves to the dollar. Other countries care about that. Care about there. Well, you can you can go either way on that. If you go to Europe, Europe having the same problem here. There, um, there was an article. Uh, I think it was a New Geography where you're seeing a lot of the European countries are starting to revolt because of. Uh, They've been like we have here. You take in all these um, migrants, illegal immigration, and they're tapping the resources. And even Europe, like Sweden, is facing a um, a youth um, deficit. Their 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 population's declining, mm -hmm. but their population is aging at the same time. Yeah. So you're going to have to come up with how you're going to take care of this aging population with a few young people to help support that. Yeah. So it's not as rosy as everybody wants to makes it out to be. So let's go back to uh, immigration. Yeah. So immigration became a big issue. It's always been a big issue. And the last time they did comprehensive immigration reform was in 1986. But it was all based off, you do this, we'll give amnesty to, I think at the time it was 3 million illegals, and then we'll come up with a secure board. It never happens. So as much as people bemoan Donald Trump, he had the fewest uh, border crossings that we've had in decades. And Joe Biden, after his first year in office, had 1.7 illegals cross, became 2.3 the next year. And I think 2023 was almost 2.7 million. And we're not talking about the gotaways. So we're close to 8, 9 million people. And after four years, we could be up to almost 12 million. Well, the former director of Homeland Security, who is kind of maybe thinks he's going to be the new director of Homeland Security if Trump's elected as like, we're doing a mass de deportation. It'll be interesting how they accomplish that, but there's ways to do 96% of the people that came over, they're going to deport. But see, here's the thing, what you can do and which hasn't stopped yet after governor Abbott couldn't take, couldn't, couldn't absorb this many people into Texas, so we started sending them north to the northern cities and states. Well, that's who, how we got sanctuary cities is because Trump's like, okay, I'm going to yeah, support them, the and then all the cities were yeah, like, but, okay, not. But here's the point. Here. Under President Trump's admission, he wanted, and he was, he had the courts, I guess, got involved. He wanted to ban federal funds going to sanctuary cities and states. Yeah. But if you look at it now, look at, the, look at California, January 1st. What did they do? Every illegal immigrant can use the Medicaid system, but the American taxpayers are paying for it. You got a hospital in Denver. They paid out $130 million to take care of illegal migrants. Mm -hmm. So if you give them 
housing, education, and now there's um, they're they're paying illegals to go to school. There was a report I saw they're sending money down to help fund these caravans to come north. Is it wrong of illegal immigrants or undocumented immigrants or whatever you want to call them using money the government's giving them from our taxes? Is that is there anything wrong? In yeah, that? that's wrong with that. I talked to, because of where I work, and even with the restaurant I worked at, I had to work alongside and work with a lot of co-workers who well, were from... I mean, just like, let's just say, you could probably use that money because your living situation isn't the best right now. Correct. But when I was working at where I work now, because we do a lot of processing of, of firearm applications for people who are um, alien, no, resident, they're permanent residents or they are American citizens, they became an American citizen mm -hmm. and they're from other countries. And I worked at a restaurant where we had a lot of people from Latin America and they were all against illegal immigrants because they did it the right way. Yeah. So they're like, why did I go through all this? All I got to do is walk across the border. I'm in an America. Mm -hmm. And then we got people like birthright citizenship. That was in the 14th Amendment where it gave freed African-American slaves the right to be a naturalized citizen. Well, that's never been adjudicated. But here right now, if you're eight months pregnant, you come over here, you have a baby in America. Well, that child is an American citizen and you can bring your whole family over. So we're right now, people, America needs immigrants, legal immigrants. But what we're getting is people who are um, unskilled, not highly educated because they weren't educated in their home country. And we're going to have to provide for them. So how is America right now? There was a report out of Congress. We're spending up for $500 billion that money we don't have. Okay. You ready to get into some TikToks here? Yeah, let's fire away. Okay. Uh, Abraham, free if you want. Wrong okay, hold on. Uh, he didn't fix any, he didn't fix the immigration problem the first time. I guess they might be talking about Donald Trump. I think they're talking about Trump. He's correct, but he remember when Donald Trump tried to fix it, tried to get things through, the Democrats fought him tooth and nail. Remember when he stopped funding sanctuary cities? They were against that. When they were everything he did, they were against. Now remember, AOC went to the borders crying about what they're doing at a fence that wasn't even near the border. Yeah, and they talked about <laughs> children in cages. That was under Obama. Yeah, but more people have died crossing the U.S. southern border than died in the four years of Donald Trump. So what about human trafficking? All these young women and children who've been sexually assaulted and raped on their way th north, and they've lost count of well over a hundred thousand children. They don't know where they're at. So, so apparently Tron is all about um, how our government or, or the U.S. is trying to enslave us and through corporations. So, I would oh, have he's a, to, he's I would a Marine have, too. Okay, I would have to have him explain that a little bit more so I get a little bit more in context on yeah, that. If he has Marine and he's listening to you, he might know you. Uh, hey, uh, anything can be done to improve? What is Joe Biden doing? What is Joe Biden doing to improve? Um, Immigration, nothing right okay. now. Okay. He even said <laughs> that you passed the, the, the they're, they're doing a, a negotiation in the Senate. You passed it, I'll sign it because I need the power to do this, mm -hmm. and he has the power. So one of the users wants to know where do you get all this information, John? 
I get it from different, um, well, one, I get a lot of um, federal agents come into the store from Homeland Security, from um, ICE, from the Border Patrol agents. I also read different policy journals from diff not just conservative, but also liberal. And I read books and I just observe what's going on. And then I listen to or follow some of the prominent um, individuals across from different think tanks and policy centers who report on all this. And that's where I get my information on the border. So someone, Abraham Martinez, and how much money uh, in slag pays in taxes and they can't apply for the government to keep it? I'm not sure. I, I yeah, he needs a little bit more context with that. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Biden has, Biden has tried. House GOP voted down a bill. SCOTUS ruled against his asylum reform. I've read, and you can go to, I posted it on my website a couple days ago. It was President Biden did submit a comprehensive immigration to the House, the Democratic-controlled House. But there wasn't okay. a pork behind it? Behind, okay, like, but hold on. Support to Israel, Ukraine, all that? No, no, there? this is before this. Okay. In 2021, he became president. He submitted an immigration, reform, comprehensive immigration reform to the Congress. It had nothing to do with um, enforcement. All it had everything to do with processing people through the country and into the United States. So even now, he's still about bringing more people over here instead of enforcing the existing laws. Okay. Uh, Brian says, the minute a toe crosses the border, the immigrant has rights. Why, why, they, why the actual wall is so important? Is that true? And no, the, the is true. There's certain laws that, and what they have done is they abuse the asylum law. The asylum law wasn't meant to be because you come from a poor country, you can apply for asylum. What the Democrats want to do and Joe Biden has done is liberalize that and they just do catch and release. They catch him, go see you in, a, in 10 years. I talked to an immigration official numerous times and they said the same thing. If an immigrant gets released, they give him a, a court date. That could be 10 years from now. Lost children are due to Trump's separation policy. That's the same policy. Um, Tom Holman, who was the um, ICE director, said that when a, if he, when he was a New York police officer, he arrested somebody for drunk driving who had a child in the car. They were automatically separated from the parent. It's no different when someone breaks the law by entering the United States illegally. If anybody commits a crime with a child in tow, that child is automatically removed from the parent. John, are you smart? I say I'm smart. I'm just well read. Well, I mean, as a Marine, I don't think you use crayons. So you're so smart, you can't tell the difference between America and the United States of America. Is there a difference? It depends what they're trying to put in context. I guess so. Come on, Abraham, put some more context into that. Obama deported more people than any other president. That is true. Obama was named as the deporter in chief, but. Biden is, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to do all this. Immigrants are getting more than Social Security seniors or disabled veterans. Yeah, I would kind of, I would, I would have the facts to back it up, but I would agree with that. They're getting I mean, a lot get, of benefits. I get my, I get my check every, every month. It seems to be pretty decent. I don't think an immigrant is getting more than that. But an immigrant comes here, gets free housing, free education, free health care, free food. They're put up in hotels. They can go to a hospital, get 
all the medical care they need and they don't have to pay. That's fact. Denver went through it. Arizona's going through it. California's going through it. Most people don't realize Romania, in Mexico is still the law. Not so much. The Supreme Court overruled that because they said the president doesn't have that authority to institute something like that. They need Congress. And that's why the Supreme Court is telling Congress, do your job. Yeah. Well, uh, 118th Congress, GOP-led, they voted down two border bills. Because the border bills were nothing about enforcing. It was processing illegals through the system, through into the country. That's the problem we're at right now. One side just wants to process more. The other side wants to get, we need hard and fast um, border security, which we don't have. Okay, immigration splits families at the border. Mom takes one, dad takes the other. But see, the other big problem with that is, go back to 2021. Kamala Harris, the vice president, was put in charge of the border, the border issue, and she said, we're going to fix it at the, at the source. Mm -hmm. We haven't done that. She went to Guatemala back in June of 2021, and then about a year, year and a half, two years later, the Guatemalan president said, I haven't heard from her since. And yeah. where is Kamala Harris on this issue? This administration seems very, very lazy. Well, they, they talk stuff, but they don't do anything. I mean, what's their whole agenda? What have they done over the past, well, three plus years? Well, the, the one thing I would throw in, it seems like where Joe Biden goes, death follows. You got the deaths of Americans in Afghanistan. We got the problems in the Middle East with the three so, um, soldiers were killed. And how many thousands of illegal immigrants were killed trying to cross that U.S. southern border or trying to get to the U.S. southern border? Mm -hmm. And they're dispersed. There's even a report that they, they don't even know where 80,000 children went to. Yeah. They could be in human sex trafficking. They could be in, in these horrific conditions. So... But this administration says, I've done everything I could, and that's that's a bold-faced lie. And I wish we had a media that was more um, independent. I don't want them to be cheerleaders for the Republicans, but at least ask tough questions. When Corinne Jean-Pierre said, we've done all I can, he goes, that's, that's false. There was even an interview with Brett Baer, one of the senior a Biden officials on immigration, said, we've done more than any president. And Brett Baer looked at him like, you're delusional. Mm -hmm. More people have crossed now than they did in the f four years of total of Trump's presidency. So someone says he pardoned Steve Bannon. So I'm pretty sure he's a, talking to, about Trump. Trump. Yeah. Did Trump pardon Steve Bannon, who was embezzling border? I would have to go. Um, I know he, he pardoned a few. I'd have to go back and look and see if he did. They or said not. he embezzled border wall border wall funds. No. It bothers me. Abbott does does this optic one week after WEF finishes in Davos. No, this has been going on for since 2022, shipping migrants north. Okay, but Biden hasn't done anything. He hasn't come down to the border. He's visited one time and never discusses it. I think what we're doing is we're showing these cities that. Are like yes, give us your tired, your hungry, your poor, your immigrants. This is a sanctuary city, but they're like they say it's almost like hey, okay, it's like the age old thing on like Thanksgiving. Hey, if you got nowhere else to go, just you can come over to my house. 
You know, like yeah. that, and then all of a sudden, it, like if you show up, there, there's everybody's right, and like, okay, like right now, <laughs> the let's... FBI, Christopher Ray had mentioned that well over a million military-aged men have crossed the U.S. southern border, and we don't know where they're at, where they're going, and who they are. <laughs> we could a, have put them in. A, well, also, well, look at the look at what, what the army's going through. First of all, they did an assessment of the strength of each military branch yeah, the heritage foundation did that yeah and guess what marines were very very good but the other army one. was weak air force was very weak <laughs> you know or was it the navy one of the one two. of them but i mean it just showed our military is not ready no no, no 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 yes but marines were ready we're ready but <laughs> we're, but but we'll also, carry this whole thing on our back we but don't also care. in the marine corps we don't have enough amphibious um shipping Ships to get us to where we need to go. So there's the Amer the American. Tell Marine he'll swim. The American military is is not prepared for conflict, and this comes from the Center for Strategic or National Studies, who did an assessment of 25 different military exercises. And had we had gone to conflict with China over Taiwan, we're not ready. Okay, uh, someone chimed in and says they aren't military aged. They're turning point U USA or. They're turning point USA fear mongering and they're able and they're able body working age. See, I would disagree with that. If you go by the FBI, that means the FBI lied to Congress when he said over a million military age men from all over the world have entered the US southern border and we don't know who they are, where they're at, or where they're going. Boom, leftover eggs. I don't know what that means. <laughs> all right. Um John, how can they get a hold of us? You can get a hold of us, and I thank everybody for chiming in. You can go to ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And before we close, I want Joe to explain what he's doing with the All-American um, Gunslingers. Yeah, All-American Gunslingers, our new gun store, gun range, classrooms, gunsmithing, gun repair. Opening up in Newport Ritchie, go to the Facebook page, All American Gunslingers. You can find a group, you can find a page. That's how you can go ahead and reach out to us, get a hold of us. Tell us you heard us on the show. Yeah, that would be good. I would like to hear that. If you hear this and then you go on our page and you message us and say, hey, I heard you on Ubaldi Reports, you know how happy John will be? So happy. Oh, yeah. So happy. <laughs> so um, with that, uh, look out for us soon. Uh, website will be up soon, and then we'll be selling stuff and getting everything going. Uh, looking forward to it, and have a great day. Until next Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, keep following Ubali Reports. Ouch. <laughs>